Welcome back. Welcome back. The Pop Pinions. Pop Pinions. Episode. Uh, I want to say 42. 42. Like the movie 42, but not movie 43. Just the movie 42. Oh, that's good. Did you just come up with that? No, I was actually practicing that in my head. Oh, that's amazing. But I didn't know how I was going to execute it, and it went better than it did in my head. Yeah. I like kind of stumbled on it in my head, but it, it worked. Execution it was good. I really liked it. Thank you. Case, how you doing? Uh, I'm good. We're recording super late for the misses here. Very but... late night. But I was good to go. I'm like, let's do it. So our problem is because we record on Wednesdays, our episode comes out on Thursdays. But Loki just came out today. So we were like, we want to talk about it. So we got to watch it first. So anyway, it's the whole pop opinions drama that we figured out. Yes. So now we just have to record a little later. And this also adds on to you can't be as upset with me that I wait till the last second to watch movies. So this is our issue, guys. Okay. So Jack and I pick, so we record on Wednesdays, like I just said, okay? And then it comes out on Thursday. So we've picked our movies that we have to watch by the following Wednesday and on the weekend. And we also pick what we're going to talk about, like our other little thing, right? Mm -hmm. What do you want to call it? Like a segment. Okay. So we pick all of that, usually Wednesday, sometimes Thursday if we can't, if we don't have an idea. So we do that. I do all of my, pretty much 90% of it is done by the weekend. Like, I'm done. I've watched both my movies. I've done my research. Like, I'm ready to go. Not Jack, though. No, no. We wait till the last second. I usually start, like, preliminary notes, like, Monday and then Tuesday. Well, Monday we watch the one movie together. Yeah. And then, so today I was like, because the thing is, is, like, on Wednesday, like I'm home now, like I'm, I'm working from home. I have been since April. So I'm like, we could record at any, like we have the whole day, like Mm -hmm. we could just do it. So then today I said to him, okay, do you want to just record some of it? And then we could do the Loki stuff. And he's like, well, I haven't watched the other movie. And I'm like, okay, well, have you done the other stuff? No, I haven't done that yet. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go upstairs. You watch the movie. I also did, did our other segment while the credits of the movie were going on. Like, I don't want to say I didn't put effort, but I just kind of, I more thought of it. I feel like you did more of methodical list and I just kind of like snap answered for most of them. Which might be a better system or might be a better way to do it because I feel like a couple of them I couldn't even pick. Like I was like, I don't know what I would think of. If you said that person, like I don't know what I would think of their signature movie because it's just, yeah. Anyways, we'll get into that. But yeah, so that I guess we could tease that now that we're gonna bring back the signatures. So we picked uh, ten random actresses. We didn't really have like a system for it. We yeah, were just kind of going just, through people. Yeah, we were just like naming people off. And and we're gonna talk about uh, our two movie challenges: uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind and Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, Curse of the Black Pearl. Pearl. Which for this is going to suck for whoever wants to look at the title of these because it's going to be so long. Yeah. This episode is just going to be like top 100 movie challenge. And then the like the two movie titles are going to be They're the longest titles. But I have to say I'm happy with this week. Like I feel like there's a couple weeks there where like I wasn't really loving our movies. And this week I was like, OK, at least I knew I had one that I knew I liked. I hadn't seen Pirates before. So I was kind of like, I know I've seen Eternal Sunshine. So I was at least like, okay, I know I'm on like a better track this week. Not mm-hmm. to say the other movies are bad. It's just like not my speed or something. Yeah, not not the excitement level. Yeah. So I was excited this week. So. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to talk about, you yes. didn't ask me how I was doing, but. Oh, oh. <laughs> Jack, 
Jack, how are you doing? Uh, this is actually a good time. Um, I I injured my back on the weekend. Yes, you did. And it still kind of hurts. It hurts more than it did yesterday. Really? Yeah. Oh, no. So I've been been taking it easy. Um, it sucks. It's like a thing that when you get older, I don't know. I'm not even like, old. I know, but I'm just saying like as you get older, it just happens more and more. Like Meg used to always say to me, your back is always going out. And I'm like, well, I'm in my 40s. I don't know happens if you sneeze and that's 10 years in the future that we're talking about (laughs) yes besides that when this episode when our last episode came out i talked about the bo burnham special and i didn't know if i was ready and i i just i said that night i'm like you know what there's enough sports but i could watch it the next day so i watched it it's about hour hour 30 maybe an hour 27 minutes and it is it, it is no less than a masterpiece, I would call it for myself. Wow. Because I, I loved his other specials, and it's funny, I want to go, I'm going to go back now and watch his older ones to see how different they are. Obviously, he's doing this in one room, and he's filming everything himself. He doesn't even have an editor, director, none of that. It's just Producer. him. No, it takes a year to do it. Like, and you can see progressively, like, his hair gets longer, he has a longer beard, and it is really funny like it has funny segments like there's one where I'm, it's hard to think of all of them because most of them are kind of like sing-songy like he kind of sings them so one of them was like it started off as this kid's show kid's song is like this is how the world is run but then it gets it becomes it's like capitalism and mm-hmm. like uh and child labor yeah, yeah like yeah. that kind of thing and it like brings real stuff into it there's also one where he does like a white woman's instagram song yes or uh like the white man that's going to solve everything kind of thing. Like he has these kind of like segments and you see that funniness. And then you see over a year, like what it does to him. Cause it kind of takes a toll. And by the end, he's like, if I'm not doing this, what else am I doing? So it does get a little existential. Okay. I can't say it's funny the whole time. You kind of see that. And I can't imagine it would be fake struggle. Like him, like saying no, this stuff just yeah. for like attention Ooh, yeah i don't think you should do that anyway so yeah i don't I, think he would do that i think he was really going mm-hmm. through it and by the end it was one of those things where i'm like it felt long but short at the same mm-hmm. time okay like i just enjoyed it so much i would definitely recommend people watch it but i say with the grain of salt not even necessarily like the darkest comedy because there is some dark jokes in there but also it is a good kind of in a couple of years it's going to be even funnier to look back on and be like mm. this is like a good representation of what our life has been for two years yeah yeah by so, the time this thing is over it's going to be probably two years so yeah that's good do you think i would like it um i would i i the funny thing is because usually you say like oh watch the first like 10 minutes to see for this, because he like it's very like cut segments. Yeah, I would give it like two songs, and if after like two songs you don't find it funny at all, I don't think you'd find the rest of it funny. Okay, that's good to know though, just for other people too, if they're like want to try it, right? Yeah, if you get a cut, like if you don't find any of it funny within the first, I don't know, it's probably like half an hour or whatever, then you're not gonna find the rest of it funny. Yeah, and that's kind of his. He kind of his old sets would even kind of like descend into something a little more. Not necessarily serious, but comedic, a little cathartic as well. Right, right. So yeah, oh, good, good, and excellent. I was very happy with it. Oh, that's good, excellent. All right, let's get into our movie challenge. Yes. Let's start with Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay. Uh, two thousand three, The Curse of the Black Pearl, the first, and to be honest, I haven't watched these movies in no. a really long time. Oh, I haven't watched them at all. Yeah. So. And I was like, 
pretty young when I watched them. So well, I, don't... I was thinking that when, when I was watching, I was like, why didn't we watch? Because we were really big on like Friday family like movie nights. Mm-hmm. We never got into the Pirates of the Caribbean as a family. No. Which is weird. What what year was it? Did you 2003. Say? Oh, you were really young. I didn't watch it then. Okay, like I, I watched it like a couple say, years I later. I definitely didn't let you watch that. Yeah. Because I feel like it's supposed to be a kid's movie. but I then... think it's like family but older kids yeah like i would say like 10 and up right so this is this is the first of many it involves a blacksmith played by orlando bloom yes uh joining forces with captain jack sparrow uh stars johnny depp uh orlando bloom uh kira knightley which to me the most fascinating part of this movie was trying to figure out how old she was Mm -hmm. and when they made this movie she was 17 years old get out Wow, I did not know that. Because I looked at her, I'm like, she looks pretty young. And like, I looked her up, and I'm like, she doesn't look that old now. And she's no, 30, like she she's 36 literally now. Literally hasn't changed. Wow, that's crazy. Also, I just wanted to throw in there because we're going to talk about her later. But Zoe Saldana, I just yes. thought it was know, amazing that she was too. a part of this. Me too. I was like, hey, there you are. Uh, my biggest thing has to be just Captain Jack Sparrow and the character Johnny Depp plays because. It's one of those, I don't think anybody else could do it. No, I agree with you. I don't think anyone could. Just the way he commits to the role and his accent and the way he moves his body and the way he, yeah. Like, I thought it was a really fun movie. I can't believe I haven't seen these before, but I haven't. I haven't. And they were, it was just fun. Like, it was like, it was just lighthearted. It funny. Was it was a little silly. Silly. Uh, really good. Some really good action scenes, though. Like, I love when... um. Johnny Depp's character and Orlando Bloom meet each other for the first time and they're in like the blacksmith kind of like mm-hmm. place and then they're like fighting like it's cool because they're on like these boards and they're fighting they're doing little maneuvers yeah. outside of just fighting yeah it's kind of it was fun like it had a lot of fun elements to it so uh my film nerd quarter has to be uh at the very beginning so uh, we're introduced to the character like Kira Knightley and Orlando Bloom's character we don't know who they are yet but they do a good job of Kira Knightley's kind of the focus at the beginning. Yeah. And as a kid, she lays her head down. And when she opens her eyes, it's her like present day. Right, so right. I just thought that was a good way of transitioning yeah. into what our story is now. Yeah, for sure. I love the opening scene when she's like on the boat and the umbrella is just going along the water. Like, I don't know. It was visually, it was pretty entertaining for me, too. Like it was it was a silly movie. But I for me, it was visually it had some really fun moments in it, too. Um, so... As the story kind of progresses, Keira Knightley's character gets kidnapped and we have to, we do this whole like, who's going to save her? Is it going to be her almost betrothed? Yes. Because she, he was proposing, but then her corset took the wind out of her, like knocked her out. Yeah. And she fell and plummeted just perfectly around the rocks that were there. Yes. And then Johnny Depp saves her. Well, he teams up with Orlando Bloom and they pull off the old switcheroo of they steal a they steal a ship. There's, there's a big thing about like calling it a boat versus a ship. People yeah. get offended by that. Uh, they steal one ship and then everybody comes on and is trying to find them and they jump onto the other ship and steal it, which uh, I mean, for like a Royal Navy, for you to not leave just like one guy <laughs> right. on the other side, just like one, we needed every single person that was on the ship <laughs> yeah. to go find two people. Yeah. 
So old switcheroo, classic. Old sl- switcheroo, yeah. She, I mean, the only thing I will say is like the whole damsel in distress. You know how much I, that irks me. I don't always like that. I don't think it was as bad as I've seen before in other movies, but there were moments where she was very like, ah, well, you know. Yeah, and then she would also hold her own in moments. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I feel like in later movies, I feel like she does. Like, I haven't seen them, but I feel like I've read somewhere that it's like she comes into her own and she can like, you know, and I like that. Yeah, because this one was a lot about like, I need Will. Where's Will? Let's go yeah. save Will. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I don't really. Oh, I guess um, when I was watching it, I was thinking like, how how would Johnny Depp have not won an Oscar for this? He was nominated for Best Actor. He lost to Sean Penn that year. Mm, that's a toughie. But I just, I, I also think it's, it's one of those things. Oscars, it's hindsight. Yeah. Oscars are a tough one, though, because it's more of a comedic role and they have a really hard time with that. They won't. Usually comedic role doesn't win over a drama role or dramatic, you know, acting. Mm-hmm. Usually. Yeah. Um, do you know what won the best picture Oscar for this year? So you said it was so, so 2004. Johnny Depp and then it was. Um, so I want to say Forrest Gump. No, no, it wasn't that year. No, no, I don't know. Lord of the Rings. Oh, okay. So I was trying to think, like when you said the they don't take us serious. Not mm-hmm. that Lord of the Rings is like overly funny, but it's definitely a zag from the usual Oscar pick. For sure, for sure. I'd have to see what the other nominees were to really fully, you know, understand like what their thinking was. But yeah, that's interesting. Um, what did you think of the drunk beach singing scene between Johnny Depp Johnny and Keira Knightley? Johnny Depp and Keira Knightley, yeah. It was great. It was so fun. Like, they're just dancing around a fire, and she just grabbed it. And then she, when he wakes up in the morning, and she's, like, burning everything, right? And he's, he's she's, like, explaining, like, alcohol, whatever, bad, whatever she was saying. Yeah, and, and then he's like, well, why did you get rid of the rum? Yeah. And that's all he cared about. Yeah. Because he had already been sent to this island kind of on exile and got magically picked up three days later. And he just sat on the beach for three days drinking. Drinking. Yeah. Because she just kind of looked at the bottle and was like, all right, well, let's do it. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that was really fun. Uh, CGI, very 2003. Like, very, like, it's almost there to what we are now. The one thing I did like is when we kind of get, I feel like it's not the, like, skeleton kind of thing if I just say it that vaguely. Right. The way they used it in that like kind of final battle scene where they're coming in and out of shadows and like right. switching from their like human form to yes. the skeleton form was really well done. Yeah, it was. I thought, it, you know, considering it's, you know, almost 20 years old, I still think it holds holds up. Like, I still think it was it was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's all I got a few. Yeah. yeah, no. Besides yeah. it just being funny and yeah, just like fun. did a lot yeah. of like like gag like visual gags and. Johnny Depp, though, is just like... He just like, steals the show, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's... Yeah, for sure. All right, let's get into our depressing movie for this week. <laughs> uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, which they say in the movie, and I always think if you're going to say the title of the movie, you should just end the movie there. Right. But there was a lot more story to tell. 2004. Um, actually, I don't think I said that uh, Pirates of the Caribbean was directed by... Uh, Gore Verbinski. Okay. I didn't want to say that wrong. Uh, Eternal Sunshine directed by Michael Gandry. Okay. And I don't know if I said 2004, but one yeah. year one year after another. Yeah, yeah. We had a little... Uh, so it stars Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet. They're Joel and Clementine. They, they start a relationship not knowing their past. Yes. So it's a very 
it is a confusing movie. I think for me, it's beautifully done. I loved it. So they're, so they're, they were, they were dating. Okay. So first of all, it's, it's filmed or it's shown to us out of sequence. So understand that when I tell you, this is this, this is how the story is, but it's not how it's shown to us, but they were dating and then they have this painful breakup. And so Kate Winslet's care, Clementine gets her memory erased of him, of Joel, right? Like yeah, just, this technology I wanna, exists yeah. where you can erase a person. Yeah. So you have to bring in all the stuff and you can erase it. And it's Mark Ruffalo. Great. Who's the an engineer not he's the engineer behind it but he's the one that does it because the other oh my god who is it tom wilkinson tom wilkinson i think i have my phone i'll look it up i think it's tom wilkinson and he owns the place and then mark ruffalo is the one who does it and uh kirsten dunst is the secretary so they have some there's some side stories there but the main story is so they break up he she wipes her mind of him so then they run into each other and he doesn't understand why you know, she doesn't know him and stuff. And then he decides to do the same thing. So the majority of the movie is him erasing the memory. So we're like skipping back and forth uh, from the of him laying in the bed, getting it done and their memories. And um, it ends like it ends with the the end of the movie is at the beginning, but then it's also at the end and it's a visually, it's pretty cool. Like there's, cause when you're erasing the memories, like things start fading away and it's, it's cool. Like, I don't know if you liked it as much. Um, like liked it as in turn, like I didn't really, like I didn't feel good after, but it, it was entertaining. Right. It's different. Yeah. But like also I just, I more felt a, just, being sad like of like it is, it is sad because i think though what it tells us is you can't okay so we're all gonna go through not to be too i'm not gonna try and get too deep here but we all go through really deep painful things in our lives and we can't erase them because they make us who we are yeah they are important to our journey and i think that movie was that message of just like you have to you have to go through these things you know it's easy to of course you want to erase those things nobody wants to be hurt and sad and all of those things but they make us who we are mm-hmm. so you you have to go through it right yeah, they also make a good joke of of so uh Joel, like Jim Carrey's character, is trying to save Clementine like through different memories, which was cool because he's like trying to run away. And I think at one point they say something of like, Oh, let's go to like your embarrassing moments or something. Yeah. And it's it's one of those things you wish you could erase. But like you said, it's if you didn't have that moment, you wouldn't be the person you are. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah personally I love this movie I think it's really well done it wouldn't be a movie I would watch a lot like it's not a oh let's stick on a cute rom-com it is definitely not a rom-com it is sad like you said it's sad and it's yeah like it just it it just takes you on a journey that's for sure um Jim Carrey's like really deep voice I know it's it's a little bit annoying um and I'm I'm gonna say this. I know we all love and know Jim Carrey as a comedic actor. I think if he seriously just said I could be a serious actor all the time, I think we would talk about him the same way as anybody. Name anybody if he if because you could see what he could do with this and with Truman Show. Like those are the two in my head. I just think even um, man, on the, man on the moon. yeah man on the moon the Andy Kaufman one yeah. the documentary where he talks about what he goes through. Like he might be. I don't even want to say the most talented, but 
the actor that just kind of cares the most. Right, right. Because he does this character and then you see him do like Dumb and Dumber and you think, I guess that's, if if you want to do that, I'm not going to say don't do that, but it just, you have this like potential of being this, but I feel like it's also probably pretty draining to do those characters. Yeah, yeah. Although I can't imagine it's like a, a dream to be having to be funny every day. I think it's hard when you get kind of, if you so you come on the scene and you're doing Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. This is where we first meet him, really, right? And he's silly and he's whatever. And then you get pigeonholed into that. And it's hard for anyone else as an audience to take you seriously because they've seen you in that role. But you play that role brilliantly. But then now it's like you're trying. It's like an Adam Sandler. Like he's tried to do like Uncut Gems or that other weird one he did. I can't remember <laughs> didn't like it but i know a lot of other people loved that movie like serious yeah it was like um oh uh, emily mortimer i think was in it i can't remember it's gonna drive me crazy though so i'm like, looking it up he like he tries hotel to, transylvania no <laughs> yeah yeah it's such a serious role um like it's like i'll know it as soon as you Punch say drunk it, love yes yes that's it and which I know a lot of people love. I should actually rewatch it because I know I didn't like it at the time, but I always feel like you should always rewatch something. Give it a, a second in, chance. In a new lens, especially because it's been a long time. But it's like someone like him, like Adam Sandler, who's like, you know, that's what we know him as like funny, funny, funny. And but they have more in them. It must be so frustrating for them. Right? Well, especially when Adam Sandler says, if I don't get nominated for Uncut mm-hmm. Gems, I'm going to make the worst movie ever. And he succeeded. Um back to back to this movie yes um so jim carrey's serious and has this deep voice which yeah can get a little like almost like lull like kind of puts you in a lull at times yeah and then kate winslet kind of voice this like eccentric funny character that does break down and have some like real emotional moments but the moments when she's not serious and she's like trying to be this fun playful person because she has like like her character has a mask on like not wanting to let people in yeah she just she does a really good job like i just didn't think of her as that kind of character either yeah. they kind of both played characters i wasn't expecting that you weren't expecting yeah i do think her character definitely had a mental illness though like she definitely had like some dissociative like something there yeah. had to have been something there that where they were trying to show us but you know we didn't talk so openly about mental illness back then but she definitely had something for mm-hmm. she had to have like she was like boom, 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 right? Like she's all over the place. So yeah, and when when they're taking the memories out of him, because it's Elijah Wood, which I feel like is kind of the most underrated part of this movie, is that he is using everything from Joel and Clementine's relationship to now woo her, yeah, and wants to be in a relationship with her. Yeah, it's messed up. And it's yeah, and and it kind of makes it's one of those the beginning is the end and then it kind of all comes together except at the beginning it's like why is this guy here and then he's working there and then at the end it's like oh, okay I, I i get what he what he was doing now what he was yeah what he was all about and in this process people are like they're just eating all of his food they're making themselves at home kirsten dunce and mark ruffalo have just an amazing sequence because elijah wood leaves to go be with kate winslet and like they're smoking weed and like they're not Jumping paying on attention. The bed, they're like eating all his food, drinking all his booze. Like the other things happen. Like yeah. they're just they're having their own little party where this guy is like basically like just his life is being destroyed, but he's asleep. 
right? But he knows what's kind of going on. And, yeah. And he tries to like open his eyes and it works for a second, but it kind of gives himself like sleep paralysis yeah. where he can see but can't move. It is it is a journey. I have a few film nerd corner yes, for, for and this because there was a them. lot. I know. Um, they do a really cool camera trick at the beginning where they're both sitting in a diner and they make it look as if they're sitting with each other, yet they're at like opposite ends. And it's only for like a couple seconds but it was just like why are they sitting together they don't even know each other mm-hmm. and then they're so far away and it's like oh because i can't remember it right now if it was like the like when they had started talking or if it was right before that but yeah that was definitely a cool one um uh what else when, uh, he, when he's walking out of the room yeah so he's telling a story and he walks out of his own memory back into the conversation that he's having and the story that he's telling to the it's David Cross, and I don't know who the yeah. girl was, but it, it, that was definitely really cool. Um, a compilation, there's just like a compilation sequence of all of his memories, especially some of the ones that are being erased, and they all kind of combine. Um, wh- while he's getting his like mind erased, people just like kind of stop having faces, mm-hmm. like it just becomes like a blank, yeah, instead of any facial features. Um, and also, there's a point where he's eating Chinese food. And the top half is him, but the bottom half is a TV, but it's him. And it's like the TV is moving with him as if it's the camera. Right, right. That was, yeah. That's Yeah, there were some pretty cool, there's some pretty cool things. Like visually, it's really good. It is sad, but it's, it's I guess the message is, right? Like we got to, we got to go through this stuff. It's mm-hmm. life, man. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Loki episode one. Yes. We didn't really take notes because we kind of just watched it. We just it. watched it, but I don't know. I feel like I'm I'm like bl- not blanking, but it's like there was a lot to take in. Sometimes I like to watch it twice, so I'm like feel a little like when you watch it the first time, you're just like you don't know what to expect, and you're just whatever. So now mm-hmm. I've I don't know, but we'll we'll give it a shot. Yeah. Here. So we're picking Raid up from Endgame, and Loki gets the Tesseract and travels to this unknown place, and then we kind of discover the tva which i don't remember what the acronym it's like evo- time time because yeah. at one point he's yelling whatever they call themselves and he was just kind of making it up what it would be but he's taken to this like this area this yeah. space we don't even know where it is it's where, just like a building yeah where like time is controlled and everything is he doesn't have powers no he tried that that's a really funny scene <laughs> yes. where he's like trying he to bring up his daggers and yeah the girl that's like doing his trial is like what is he doing and he's like, just give me a second. And it made me think of um, from, well, it could either be the Avengers or Endgame when Tony Stark's talking about like performance issues. It's like, it's all right. It happens to all of us. And it was like, there's so many moments of like, it's bouncing around so much. And you can, because I think when you look at it going into it, you're like, oh, okay, it'll be something more like WandaVision. But they've done these three shows and they're so different. So different. And this one is more like what I loved about it is that we had a lot of um, like so like if you have never watched Marvel movies, you could actually watch this show. I think because well, they're giving you a little bit of backstory. I felt like this one was like giving you like all these like backstories of things and giving you some visual like from the movies and stuff right so um it would be hard i mean i know you wouldn't fully understand it but i feel like you could be a standalone yeah i mean owen wilson i'm gonna say it was my favorite part because i think we i think we expect like something really good from tom hiddleston he's just always brilliant 
always, and he plays Loki amazingly. So, of course, he just continued that. But to see Owen Wilson was really fun. Yeah, he's uh, Morbius. I'm pretty sure that's what he introduced himself as. I haven't been able to like deep dive any like nerd or Easter egg stuff either. Um, he just did a good job of like kind of breaking down Loki to tell him who he really is. Yeah, and you think you're all this, and then he starts showing him memories of his past, which again would. If you just wanted to watch this, it would give you enough of the Loki story that you could understand where he's coming from. Some of it. Yeah, for sure. And the whole time, I'm like, you just have to show the one. You just have to get to the end. And Mm -hmm. even after Loki's end, it just says end of file. And it felt pretty cold. And it kind of made him realize, like, I'm this god. I, I talk all this shit. And then look what happened to me. Yeah. Yeah. So... I, do I have no idea what is what the show is going to be? I think it's gonna be they're gonna need his help now. When Owen Wilson, like, how much are we allowed to say? I don't want to ruin it for people. But when Owen Wilson said we're tracking someone, and like, I think they're gonna want his help. That's what to I to track the person to track thing like to track to go into those time things that they were talking the branches of time, and and help fix things mm-hmm. that need to be fixed that's what i think they're going to use him for especially now that i think he realizes he doesn't really have a purpose yeah so i feel like this one was just like a good setup like it wasn't it's not like crazy things happened it was more like hey they captured him they take him into a, you know he had his little trial they take him in the room show him all the stuff and then you know he tries to escape you know gets to see and then he sees everything like it was kind of a like we're just we're setting up for for a show right for a setup episode to be what 40 41 42 minutes was was pretty surprising yeah no it was it was it was good but it ended and we were all like is that it like we were just you know you're so always want more you're so locked in that it doesn't feel as long as it really was it feels shorter than it was yeah i also loved um how they use the infinity stones because so long in the MCU for, I don't know, 10 years, over 10 years, it's been the infinity stones. We have to get the infinity stones. And then in this, they're just there. And it's like, well, Oh, people use this, them as paperweights. Yeah. This guy, Casey, who's just like, a like a, what is he? Just like an office worker. Guy. Yeah. Like he sit behind a desk his so whole life. He doesn't like, know what a fish is. Yeah. So he goes like, you know, Loki comes in, he's like, I want the Tesseract. And he's like, okay, it's in my drawer. And he opens it and they're just like full of infinity stones. And he's like, what is this? Like, and he's just like, oh, I don't know. We just use them as paperweights. Like for it, for it to be so like a nothing, like these are nothing to us was really fascinating. And funny because, and it's a good irony of how much they've mattered for how many years. And just in this moment, it's like, oh yeah, these, they're just, I don't know. The paperweights. Stones. Like, yeah, what else? Just, like colored stones. What's your problem? Yeah. Right? Yeah, it was really funny. And it was funny when he came out to him. He's like, if you don't give me this, I'm going to gut you like a fish. And he's like, what's a fish? Like, it it's like, and he's like, why does that matter? He's like, well, because I want to know what I'm being threatened with. <laughs> yeah. It's like death, like, like merc- merciless death. Yeah. It was, it, it was a good balance of funny, but then also it's serious moments. Yeah. Yeah, and and the way they went back like in time, the time thing's gonna be really fascinating. Because they did a oh, good, good job. Oh, because they did a good job. Remember when they did when the girl hit him, and his whole face was like all one one sixteenth of a second, yeah. but he's feeling the pain in real time. That was really cool. That was a really cool shot. I liked it. 
Yeah. It's something that they can do now because of the technology and the CGI that they have that this show, they can really, there's no limits to what they can do. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's fun. All right. Let's get it into our signature. So we picked 10 actresses. Yes. Isn't that the thing that you were only supposed to call them actors too? I don't know. Female actors? Yeah. Is female? I, I get, I get, we did, I know. we did the, we were talking about there's a girl, not to get too off track, a, a girl that got drafted into the OHL. And I was so like dancing around. Do I say girl, woman, female? Like yeah. it just, yeah. I, I don't want, I don't want anyone to get mad at me. We were no. talking about this like cool, important thing. Yes, I know. Well, I, as far as I know, there's so-called actresses, like, like in award shows, it still says actress, but I That's think true. how would you define it if you just said best actor, best actor, best actor, like you can't, you best have to female actor. And then I think that would be worse. I think it would like, I don't know. You're a female actor, <laughs> yeah, not yeah. a male actor. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's good. They just, I don't know. We'll we're going to we'll say, keep them separate. we're going to say actress. We picked 10. Um, yeah. And we kept it to our, to 10 females. So. Is there any particular order we're going in? Well, I wrote them down in the order we said them. Okay. So we could just, let's do it that one then. Okay. So I have Jennifer Lawrence as number one. This again, a lot of mine were just snap answers. And the first thing I thought of with Jennifer Lawrence, as much as I may have liked other stuff, was the Hunger Games. Yeah. The that's Hunger what Games I said franchise. Too. Yeah. I said the same thing. So I first saw her in Winter's Bone, and I will never forget it because I had no idea who this girl was. And I remember seeing Winter's Bone because it was nominated for an Academy Award. So I always liked to try and see. I'd never heard of her. And I remember being completely captivated by her. And I was like, who is this girl? Like, that's crazy. So she got an Oscar nom for that and then she went on to do hunger games and then she got silver linings playbook got another oscar nom um wasn't that her win oh sorry silver? that's her win where she felt the stairs which is amazing and then she did american hustle got another oscar nom and joy like she's had a lot of she's done a wide range of characters sometimes she can like when we did silver linings then we did american hustle i felt like those characters were kind of similar but I definitely said Hunger Games. That was, I mean, when you say her, that's what I think of. And it's what brought her to real prominent fame. Because Winter's Bone is definitely more, even though it was dominated, I think it was more on the, not like indie, but for sure. closer to the indie for side sure. than mainstream. For sure, yeah. And Hunger Games is like, yeah, it's one of those big franchises, right? You didn't want to pick one of the Hunger Games? No, I'm good. <laughs> I don't even think I watched all of them. I think I did uh um, i don't think i watched like the last last one because they did what harry potter did and put mm, it into two parts and yeah maybe i didn't either then i know i watched the first couple i read the books so i think did i read the books i don't know did you I read the know. books probably i read everything that's true all right <laughs> who's number two i have jessica chastain again not ranked just number two of what yeah we're no no yeah just of what we my snap answer was just Interstellar. It was oh, just... Oh, interesting. Okay. Because I, I guess I maybe did more f- of my favorites than... Yeah. But when I just thought of her, the other one that I, I feel like you, you're you probably going to say is Zero Dark Thirty. For sure. That's the one for me where... So when I first saw her, she, it was in The Help. And I remember her character. I just loved the character she played. And she was so good at it. And then... So I was kind of like, oh, intrigued of like, oh, who's this girl? Whatever. And then when she played Zero Dark Thirty, she was so kick-ass. Like, I can't even... Like, she just... For a male-dominated world, which I think I've talked about her before on here, it's just and in this movie in particular, it's just a very male-dominated world, and she 
she kicks some ass. Like she was so, so good in that movie. And it's based on a true story. So I, we do like true stories here. Right. So, yeah. So I did have like I, she was a hard one, though, because you have Interstellar, The Martian, you know, even Ava. Like there are definitely movies. Interstellar would have been a probably close second for me. Even The Martian, I think she's not in it a lot, but she her character is, um, is fascinating to me. It's like, you know, because they have to go back for him and she's the captain of the ship and. She plays. She plays a good role, but Inner Cellar is would be a close second for me. She kicks intellectual ass. Nice. And she carries on her dad's legacy. And also great that your name is just Murph. Mur- I, I could not love that name anymore. Murphy and Murph. They call her Murph. Ah, oh, so cute. <laughs> uh, number three, I have Charlize Theron. Uh, monster. And it was just because she won. That was yeah. the only reason why yeah. I thought of it off a of snap because I feel like I enjoyed Mad Max more. Right. But I think Monster was more I of agree. her. I agree. I think it's because her role, like her commitment to that role, like physically and like she really, you know, not just putting on weight, like that's whatever, but she. Ugly. Yeah, she was ugly. She is gorgeous though. So, I mean, when I think I. Uh, I think I first saw her would be Italian job. Maybe I saw her before that, but, um, but my favorite movie of hers and it's one I just recently saw is the old guard on Netflix. Oh yeah, I me about literally that. could not love that movie anymore. Like there is something so, I, I don't know, maybe I was just in that mood for that movie or what, but I loved that movie. I thought she was so good in it. And I just love the whole concept and, yeah, so I agree with you, Monster. You didn't want to do Long Shot? No, yeah, I actually haven't seen that. Uh, what was the other one she did? She did a, it was like her Margot Robbie. It was like the Fox oh, News. Oh, Bombshot? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's good on that. Long Shot was just like, it was one of those just like, it's a Seth Rogen movie. Yeah, Tully, she was good on that. The Young Adult, like she's had a couple of good ones, but yeah, I would say I agree with you. I loved her in Italian Job. I loved her in Atomic Blonde, Mad Max, but Monster is her signature. Mm-hmm. But my favorite of hers will be The Old Guard. I want you to watch it. Okay, I'll watch it. Okay. Uh, next up, Emily Blunt. Yes. Uh, Quiet Place. That was just my snap answer of what I thought of her, and it's because I don't like Mary Poppins. <laughs> Mary Poppins, y'all. Um, okay, so it's funny because I didn't I didn't pick one for her. <laughs> okay. I know, I know. I can. I can. Okay, so Did you do this last week too? With listen. one of the brackets. You just like I know, I'm just like I'm not gonna pick between Breakfast Club and whatever Ferris, Ferris Bueller. Bueller. And then you did. And I know. It seemed like a protest. I for will nothing. agree with you with Quiet Place then. But what I do want to say, so the first time I saw her was Devil Wears Prada. Mm-hmm. She's so good in it. Um, she just played such a bitch. And what I do love about Emily Blunt, though, is she can do she can do comedy, right? So you have Devil Wears Prada comedy. Uh, she can do drama. Um, you know, she's a lot of drama in there. She's like Young Victoria, Girl on a Train, thriller, action. She can do like Adjustment Bureau, like she did with Matt Damon was like a thriller action movie Mm -hmm. she can do period pieces like she really has a wide range so for me it was hard because i'm like what i loved her mary poppins but i love i love mary poppins but i'm gonna agree with you i think quiet place is gonna be her signature right yeah especially i think the second one is going to be even more just her yeah it's her as a mom and kicking some kicking some ass 
No, she's not kicking ass. She's just trying to keep her family safe. Yeah, I think she was. She's ready to kick ass. She will do anything to protect those kids. Because doesn't she's a mama. she shoot one of the aliens? Yeah, in the end of the first one, I can't wait to see it. Like it's just driving me crazy. It's so mean. I've been waiting a year. Well, at least a year because then the other one ended a couple of years ago. So does that? I, they didn't like announce right away they were doing a second one. Well, I feel like they did. okay uh zoe saldana so many roles where it is not her face and it's painted and as much as it might not be my favorite i I still think it's avatar me too that's what i said i love guardians yeah definitely way more than avatar but just when i think of her and that role she played and it's one of those like I guess nostalgia doesn't really have like a, a specific age, but I remember going to see that movie in 3D and thinking like, wow, she's just this giant blue person. It was before I really even cared about movies. Yeah. But it was just like so captivating to see what they did. Yeah. And they're doing a second one. Uh, I think they're doing like five. Because oh. I looked her up on IMDb and I swear to God, I think I saw five uh, or four or something. Like there was a lot so we take like a decade off in between movies and then, and then we just hammer because they like also started that movie in like the early 2000s i'm pretty yeah. sure yeah james cameron yeah, I, I agree with you though i put avatar but there were a couple when i looked up her imdb like i said to you there's a couple movies on these lists like with these you know actresses that i haven't seen that i was interested i was intrigued that mm-hmm. i hadn't seen like one of hers is called out out of the furnace um so i was like oh i'm you know, I also think we forgot to say for Emily Blunt, uh, Sicario. Oh, yeah. See, that's what I mean. Uh, action. Yeah. Right? Zoe Saldana, I was also thinking like she did the one where uh, she Columbiana, I think is what it was. Yeah. Where like she was the badass. Yes. And then she did Nina about Nina Simone. She's like she's got a pretty good wide range as well. She did something about with Bradley Cooper words uh, out of words or something out of sight. No. No. Isn't that <laughs> I think J-Lo? it was something with uh, the words or something it was called. There's words. There's words. Gotta yeah. be words in there. Uh, next up, Saoirse Ronan. Yes. So the first time I saw her was Lovely Bones, which I didn't. So I read the book. I really find it disturbing. I Yeah. Um, but I'm going to say, okay, so this one was hard for me. I think if you said to me last year, I would probably say Hannah. Okay. But I think now I'm going to stick with Lady Bird because I think that's going to be her signature movie. But Little Women's right up there for me, too. She has always like in this like I don't even want to say little run she had, but in the run that she's having because it's still going on. She's played such great characters. Even like the characters who plays in Grand Budapest yes. is barely in it, but she's just so captivating she when she's on is. the screen. And Brooklyn. Did you ever see Brooklyn? Is that the one with Eddie Redmayne and he becomes she i'm gonna look no it up. no it's where she's she mar- she ends up married she's an irish girl and she comes over to brooklyn and then she ends up marrying a, or falls in love with like a like a yankee guy like a like he's like a baseball like italian guy like, baseball guy yeah i don't know it's just a really sweet movie like it's a really no i haven't seen this oh, okay you know, the, the guy's name is tony that's tony pretty um yeah little women for sure um yeah to me i just don't know how it isn't ladybird just because of how when you go from an irish accent into like cali girl yeah and not even like 
LA Cali girl. Like it's so specific and I love the, and it's especially my favorite for Greta Gerwig because I don't know if she's a Sacramento native or like she just loves Sacramento, but they made it very like, this is California, but it's not LA. We're in Sacramento and they're very specific about that. Very specific. Yes. I also said Lady Bird. Yeah. I like, I have a hard time though, because like, yeah, like I say, Hannah to me is where she kind of like, I think she was so good in that movie, but I think because of what she's done now, it just, it gets bumped. And yes. almost Scarlet Witch. Yes. Really? Eh? She was the like stand in when they were first doing it. And then I think it was, might've been Brooklyn that she did instead. Oh, wow. Or she did something else instead. Okay. Uh, Lapito? Lapita? Lapita. Yeah. Lapita, Lapita Nyong'o. Nyong'o. Um, a lot of great choices. And I know the popular one. And I don't want to say popular is a bad thing, especially if you picked it. But I feel like most people would say 12 Years a Slave. Yeah, I do. Again, not a bad thing. Just when I think of her, I honestly think of even Black Panther more. Black Panther. But to me, it's us. Yeah? Yeah, just... See, I haven't seen it. So for me, I just didn't even... That one didn't even register for me. I think it's because, not to give too much away, but you're playing two characters okay and even like the twist at the end like it just it's such a great movie and it not not the first time she starred in any any, every not everything anything but it just felt like she was very much the focus and i felt like i was just very focused on her no matter what was happening to the other characters right um plus she's in that movie that's called the 355 that comes out next week that or comes out next year that like literally everybody is in it and I want to see it so bad like Jessica Chastain's in it Sebastian Stan's in it I don't know you have to read the list it's like crazy and it looks like assassin kind of like you know actiony isn't that like uh not that movie but wasn't there another one where it's like Jennifer Lawrence and Leo yes is that a don't Netflix, look up. Netflix I movie I don't know if it's a Netflix I think that one's called don't look up and then obviously the French connection talking yes. about Saoirse I know. That one has a lot of people, too. Uh, I have Mila Kunas. Uh, I know. It, it, in my head, I just think Family Guy, but to, I picked Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Okay. I had a... I don't know. I think for me, it will always be the 70s show. Like, I know it's not a movie, and it's hard because we were picking movies. So then my backup, if you didn't accept that would be bad, bad moms which when we were putting that list together and I, I had a feeling that would be your pick yeah but i have forgetting sarah marshall on my list and i have black swan and i have friends with benefits like those friends are with my benefits was like the funny like the f- first not even funniest of- but like the coolest she's ever been in a movie not to be like mean about other movies but like forgetting sarah, sarah marshall she was like the other girl and you're like oh look at this other girl that's not Kristen bell in this movie right right but friends with benefits was like look at her and then look at justin timberlake and now they're gonna get together yeah. and they're not gonna catch feelings they caught feelings but <laughs> it's still really funny and their relationship was really it's good. a rom-com it's it is what you're it's what you signed up for if you're watching the movie you're getting what you signed up for right but mm-hmm. i think for me for her will always be it's the 70s show is like where she really made her mark but i think yeah bad mom's kind of i think she took like it feels like she took time off like a lot and then she kind of came back with bad moms and then started doing more 
uh, I mean, you don't want to talk about Jupiter ascending? Yeah, no. Go ahead, thanks. <laughs> uh, next up, Regina King. Regina. She this is, girl is amazing. She is I a chameleon. And she is so good. I I cheated for this one that I put down three. I do have a one pick, which I, f- I have a feeling we're going to be the same. But I feel like she is the best when she isn't the star of the movie because she can just take control. Like, you're not going to remember... Regina King for Boys in the Hood or Friday. But when she's on the screen, you just she's the only person you can pay attention to. Yeah. Because she plays these such great these great characters. And it's hard with her too, because like she's played such a wide range of characters. And then she's also a kick ass director, right? Like she is like, yeah, she's pretty great. Okay, I can't wait to see what you pick. I just want to say as a side note, I really liked her in a Cinderella story with Hillary Duff. Meg and I used to watch it when she was little and she played the diner like she helped in the diner and she really helped Hillary Duff get all Cinderella-y and we loved it. You know, that was always our Sunday movie together. So I have a soft spot in my heart for Regina King. For I that. did. I did breathe. I did see that she was in that. And I don't remember that movie that well. So I don't remember her in it. Oh, my gosh. She's so good in it. It For me, it just it is the first time I saw her. And I just have never stopped being obsessed with her is Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire. Yeah, I have that, too. I have Jerry Maguire. But I also had enemy of the state because i love that movie and i made you watch it and it didn't hold up as well as i thought but it still was really good she was in that yeah she plays will smith's wife oh so she only has a couple scenes but she's really good in it if beale street could talk and then ray so i had a few for her and then i was like well i mean if i'm thinking about her it is definitely jerry Maguire. yeah the relationship she has and just like she's holding a baby but just yelling at the tv yeah and is is she even like there i no, I was going to say it's a, it's his brother. The show me the money scene. She's not even in that. But I was just trying to think about how much is she really in it? Yeah. But she just But is. she is a huge part of the movie mm-hmm. with how little. She's that impactful. I think she's his agent. I think she like becomes his agent or she's doing some kind of negotiation at some point. Right, right. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Well, I guess Jerry Maguire is his agent, but. Yeah, yeah. She's right in there, though. Mm-hmm. Our last one. Last one. Brie Larson. Brie Larson. Um, so my, I'm going to say my favorite movie with her, like my favorite movie she's ever, ever done is called short term 12, which a lot of people hadn't seen. I had made you watch it as one of my, um, picks. Remember she plays, um, they, they're on a, oh my God, what are they? Like, they're like troubled teens and they're like youth worker people. You made me watch this? I'm pretty sure I did. Did we talk about like a podcast or just like... I'm pretty sure I made you watch it and I it was in the, in the beginning. Not Sleepover? N- no. Uh, Short Term 12. I do not think I've watched this. Really? I really thought you had. I thought I picked it for you. As member at the beginning of our podcast, we used to always... We used to pick movies for each other. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of good people in this. I'm not like against watching it. It just is not ringing any bells. I would have remembered like Keith Stanfield in it. Okay, well then now I'm gonna make you watch it because it's like it is one of my favorite movies. Like she's so, it's so underrated. I don't know how people have not seen this movie. It is such a good movie. Anyways, obviously for Brie Larson though, I'm gonna pick Room. I for me it's Room. The, that is the choice I did want to give because she to me was the kind of the same as Reg- Regina King. Not that I don't like her as a star. Room is definitely 
how she will be, be remembered. Yeah. But I did also want to bring up in Don John, which is Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Scarlett Johansson. She's just like his sister. Right. And she's not in it much, but she just kind of comes in with quips. Right. Um, train wreck. Train wreck, yeah. She's Amy Schumer's sister. Yeah. Again, not much, but she just she's the mom and she wants to have her life and, and amy schumer's kind of, not ready for and that she's kind of nerdy and yeah, yeah she's content yeah uh the gambler which i forgot about that movie which is mark Wahlberg, and it was a remake because it was um i think it was robert duvall okay they made it the first time and she's like one of his students and i honestly when i watched it i loved it but i, I don't remember much about it now but right, i just right. remember loving it because of this like he's a gambler but also a college professor yeah and Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Where I know. she got to be the star. Yes. And and she really committed to that role. Like she really worked hard on her physical, you know, not just how she looked, but being strong, right? And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I love I love that. But I think Room is like when you when you see what she goes through and just the acting and stuff is really it's off the charts for sure. Yeah. So that's our signatures yes. for this week. Let's pick our next movie. All right. Here, let me just put it near my microphone. Jack likes when this sound is on. Okay. Then, then they know we're picking. I know. I have number 50. Number 50 is Fargo. Yes, I love Fargo. Have you ever seen it? No. Oh, my God. It's so fun. Well, like fun. It's I was going to say like wood, not, chip, wood chipper fun. No, I like know enough fun, about it. Not fun, fun, but like just really good acting. So I'm excited. I haven't seen it in a while. Do you think it's mixed enough? No, there actually were a lot that were stuck together. I know. Together. Uh, number 77, No Country for Old Men. Oh, boy. We are going down a journey with Har- Javier Bardem. Holy. He scares the living bejeebas out of me in this movie. So definitely, maybe we should, for whatever our topic is for the next one, maybe we should pick something a little lighter and fun. Cause yeah, because these are both really... Well, I thought... We had an idea. We'll talk about it. Okay. We'll talk about it off air. Off air. You have to pay attention. But this one, uh, like you have to watch next week or listen next week, I mean. But this one might, you might get some uh, Insta, Instagram stories to help with some voting. Okay. Oh. I feel like we talked about this. Now I just don't remember. I know. Maybe you don't have a good memory anymore. Thanks. I have a bad back. I have a terrible memory. Aww really just pounding on me <laughs> all right case got anything else i got nothing else all right and besides that we'll see you next time bye